Good morning, welcome back to Nach Yomi. Today we are going to cover the section for Yoshua Perik Bays. Um, we are now actually moving into a self-contained story. This is the story of the spies. This parak is a short parak, it's 24 psukim long, and it's really the whole t story is contained within it. The story is the following. Yeshua now is about to go leap into action. He's told the people he's about to leave in three days, and now he goes ahead and he sends spies. He sends two people, Cheresh Lemor, very quietly to go into the city of Jericho, Yericho, which is the first prospect on their conquest list. They make an entry into the city and quietly enter the house of a person called Rachov, who is a Zona, which most of the Beforshim understand to mean she is a prostitute, a lady of the night, which um, they may have gone to, it sounds like, to be able to sort of go incognito, so nobody would guess that they would be there. Nonetheless, a, um, somehow word leaks out to the king of Jericho, and we're going to see that every city has a king in a certain sense, and uh, who's the power of the surrounding areas. And this king uh, wants to get rid of these, the, the spies, so he sends a, his soldiers, his policemen to the house of Rachov, and she immediately hides them, or rather him, one of them disappears, and one of them she hides up on the ceiling, uh, uh, up on the roof, and uh, she convinces the soldiers that they left. The, so the spies left there by diverting the police forces who run out of the town immediately in hot pursuit to try to stop the spies um, of this nation. In the meantime, she continues a conversation with the spies and she tells them that everybody is in absolute abject fear of Israel. I've heard about what Israel did on Transjordan as they conquered the East Bank um, 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 civilizations, Sichon and Og, and um, they are in abject fear and terrified of Hashem, which is why, in fact, the king was so nervous to get rid of these spies. Um, and then as she, she happens to have an apartment in the wall of Jericho, Jericho is famous for being a walled city at this point in time, she lowers them down from the rope, um, and as she's lowering them down, she asks them for mercy. She says, you know, I helped you, I saved you, so please make sure that when you come back, you save me when you conquer this city. Um, interestingly enough, it sounds like they have achieved their mission because they're leaving, and whether their mission was to find out that information from her about the state of the psychological state of the people, or they'd found out their information and beforehand not clear to us immediately. Nonetheless, they, they do promise her, and they say that um, if she will hang out a tikvah sashani, a red, red string by her window, and all her family remain in her house and don't leave, and she doesn't tell anybody that in fact she will be saved from whatever is about to happen to, to Yericho, to Jericho. And so it is, she lets them down, and, they, and she gives them advice. She says, look, why don't you go hide in the mountains in the meantime? So the search party reaches the Jordan River, doesn't find you returns, and after three days, you then you will be safe to uh, return un, um, 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 unchecked back to your camp, and you can deliver the information you need there. And that's really the end of this parak. Fascinating story. There's three points that we should really just think about as we go through this parak. Now, number one is that if you were to draw a list of the top 10 things you learn from learning the Torah, I think that the one in that top list, top 10 list, you'd probably say is, don't send spies when God says you should go into the land of Israel. Like, I mean, isn't that one of the most basic the most basic things that we learn from the Torah, spies, bad. What's more is, who's the person sending the spies? The person sending the spies is Yoshua himself. Yoshua was one of the person who was a spy. He knew what happened. He knew how bad it was for the other ten. More than that, in fact, Chazal tells us that one of the two spies that he sent was Kalev. Kalev was the other one who, in fact, went against the tide of the spies. So what exactly is he doing? Mufarshim debate this, everybody, Ralbag, Malbim, Radak, everybody deals with this. And the general consensus that the Mufarshim come up with is that there are two types of spies. There's a type of spies where it's more like a delegation of checking things out. So the delegation goes and, you know, you send a representative of each tribe and they kind of say, well, you know, Hamha, is this the kind of place we want to go? Maybe not, maybe yes. 
That's, that's one group, and that's not a good idea, because then you're questioning God's um, prediction, God's, God's plan. The other type of spies is actually military, a military operation. You're not sending a delegation of people. You're sending two very, um, very skilled individuals who are going to go in, find the weaknesses, report back the weaknesses, and it will give extra strength to the, to the nation as they conquer when they, when they go in. That's what's happening over here. You're sure sending military spies, which is why you send them quietly, which is why nobody else knew about them, which is why there were only two of them, and that's why this operation is going on over here. Why is it, another point to ponder, that it's a red thread that she's putting through the window? So Rashi says, well, it used to be because she was a prostitute, her customers used to come up through the same window that she saved these people from, which is why she puts this red thread there to indicate that everything she, she misused this place and this apartment and this window for, she's now repenting for the red as in a certain sense like sin, and what she's trying to do is she's trying to rectify that through this act of salvation, which is going to be her act of salvation. We'll come back to Rachab later on in the story, in a few Prakim's time to see what, um, her end. Very fascinating individual in Tanakh. Um, Rabbi Angel, one of my teachers, pointed out that really, if you look at the red, um, the, the, the red over here by the, by the entranceway to her apartment, it, it is strikingly similar to the red, the blood which was painted on the lintels and the doorposts in Egypt when the mashkis, when this destructive force left um, on, at midnight on the night of the Makas Bechoris. And there's a sort of eerie parallel over here where there's a protection of only those who are afforded, those who are inside the apartment themselves, the, uh, the salvation which is being afforded. It's almost as if she has been transported into a microcosm of Israel on that night of destruction. Fascinating parallel, more to explore in that direction. Final and last point, and that is, is that if we've been counting over here, the days don't really work. And that is, is that we know that they're going to cross the Jordan on the 10th day of Nisan. That's very explicit. We also know that Moshe Rabbeinu dies on the 7th of, uh, of Adar, and there's a 30-day weeping period, which ends on the 7th of Nisan. So we don't really have too many more three days. We are sure has told the people it's going to be three days till we go. And now they, they wait three days in, waiting for the search party to go back, uh, to, to, to return before they return home. That's six days. We don't have six days for the numbers to work out. So the Mufarishim debate how this works and very complicated calculations. Malim says something astonishing. He says that actually the timeline is out of sequence in this book. The first thing that this book started with was not God's speech like we did yesterday. The first thing that started with this, um, this book was very simply, Yeshua did two actions. He, he, he spoke to B'nai Gad and B'nai Reuven and he said, folks, we need to go. And number two, he sent spies. Those are the first two things that happened in the book. Then God saw that Yeshua was getting so anxious and he was taking all these military preparations, making sure that B'nai Gad and Reuven would have reinforcements and there would be spies. So Hashem said to him, Yeshua, chazak ve'matz, calm down, be strong. Know that you're going to conquer these people. No one is going to stand in front of you. Don't worry. And so immediately Yoshua says, the next step is, Yoshua says, you know what, folks? In three days we're going. I don't, I don't know and I don't care whether the spies are going to come back in time. But what I do know is we're going now because he was strengthened by Hashem's resolve and Hashem's speech. And that is the, with the power with which they enter the land. This concludes our section of Be'am Yoshua, Perik Be'ez. Have a wonderful and meaningful day.